Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We're talking about good versus better. Uh, When I go to a restaurant, I can get a good steak or I can get a better steak. I can have it prepared in a good way or I can get it prepared in a better way. In life, we have good choices and then we have better choices. And this series is all about kind of discovering what's good and what can be better. What can be good and what can be better. Because the fact is, all of us have choices to make in life. All of us have different decisions to make. And we're always choosing between good and what could be better. Every decision we make is either a good choice or it's a better choice. So over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about what is good and what is better. What is, this is a good choice, but this is a better choice. And we're going to look through scriptures to discover what that looks like. Like next week, we're going to talk about good is two handfuls. And the world would say two handfuls is better than one handful. But in a world full of stress and anxiety and being overwhelmed because They're working with two handfuls. They're trying to get all they can get. They're working extra hours here. They're buying extra stuff here. They're living in a house that's out-marketed them and outsized them. Uh, They're in credit card debt at their eyeballs. They've chosen what they thought was the better was two handfuls, but in reality, it has made their life miserable and overwhelming. And so next, we're going to look at better is one handful with God than two handfuls without him. So we're going to discover that next week. Um, How many guys today, by a show of hands, hope that next year, even though we're only a few months into last, I should say, how many hope that this year ends better than last year? You want a better year than last year, just be honest. Yeah, even if you had a good year, we always want a better year. We want better for our kids. We want better for our future. We want better comfort, better conveniences, uh, better things. But here's the thing I find in, in our world today Many of us, including you here, Christians, we settle for mediocre, we settle for medium, we settle for halfway, because to get to the better is too hard at times. It's too difficult to get there. But write this down in your notes. Here's your key thought for today. Sometimes in life, you're going to have to let go of the good in order to grab on to what is better from God. Sometimes in life, you're going to have to release the good, the good stuff, but that's because God has something better for you in your future. Uh, Look again at Psalm 84. We're going to read a verse today. Today, we're going to talk about what is better for for where we spend our time, where we invest our time, what's good, And what's better? Here's what Psalm says. Psalm 84, verse 1 through 2, it says this. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns and even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. For why? Better is what? Better is, say it with me, better is? Better is what? How many? One day in your courts than what? thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in the presence of God than a thousand going elsewhere and doing other things. 
It says, I would rather be a doorkeeper, verse 10, in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wicked. Bow your heads with me today. Father, help us today to understand that better is one day with you than a thousand going elsewhere doing other things that have nothing to do with you. Better to spend our energy and time connecting with you in your presence than God connecting in so many other areas that really at the end of the day mean next to nothing. So Lord, help us to discern and decide what that is. Where is the best place that we can be to experience your presence in Jesus' name? And everybody said, say this with me again. Can you guys go back to that verse one and two there? Verse one and two says again, and say it with me, uh, better is, better is, say it with me, better is one day in your courts than, let's do it one more time. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Now, right now, people in this room are saying to me, I don't believe you. I don't believe that there is, there's a better place I don't believe that God is the best place. I don't believe his presence is the better place. Um, and the reason why is because many of you are right now thinking about a physical place. You're thinking about church. You're thinking about Crossview. And I just want to tell you, if that's your thought, better is one day at Crossview, I'm here to tell you you're right. Don't believe me because I'm not saying that. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is in the presence of God. And the presence of God is wherever we are, and we acknowledge he is there, he is there. Better is one day. Because let's just face it. If I tell you that better is one day in your courts, and you're saying it's cross you, you know, sometimes Christians can be snotty, can be rude, can be judgmental, can be curt, can be, uh, can be oh my gosh, loose cannons going, I mean, up, down, here, there, you never know where they're at, man. It's like they're all over the place. I'm not talking about this place physically. I'm talking about the presence of the living God. Better is one day in the presence of God than thousands other places around our world. Because let me just say this. Just sin is fun. Oh, my gosh, Pastor Kevin. What is, I'm just going to say, sin is fun. If you're good at it, it's really a lot of fun. Sin can be fun. Sin is indulging in the, in the selfish nature of the body. Sin in itself is fun. It's a blast. And enjoy it for a while. And then it will kick your can. It will get you. Sin is something that is alluring and pulls us in, but over a period of time, it will get us. It's like a sneeze, you know? A sneeze, I mean, come on. A sneeze is kind of exhilarating, you know, when you sneeze. But then the snot that follows it, not so much enjoyable, right? That's the way sin is. It's enjoyable, man, then the snot comes, and it's not so much fun, not so much enjoyable. So here's the thing I want to help you understand. My goal today is to help us kind of move the mark a little bit in our lives and acknowledge that, okay, we acknowledge that better is one day in God's presence, but why? Why is one day in God's presence better than a thousand elsewhere? Well, here's why. Number one, God says, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
So that means when we think on a certain level, God is so much higher than where we're at. Uh, Think about this. The forgiveness of Christ that we just celebrated last weekend with the cross, the crucifixion, and the resurrection, that forgiveness is nothing can trump or triumph over that feeling of being forgiven from the sins in our life. Nothing in this world could ever satisfy. No alcohol, no drugs, no no, uh, uh, relationships, nothing could ever substitute the discovery that we have been forgiven for all of our sins and we are We have been given this new life. This is the revelation that God's presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. Here's another thing. In God's presence, there is joy. Now, if you're looking for happiness in life, which I have a lot of young people say, what do you want in your life? What do you want your end goal to be? They say, I want to be happy. Happy is an emotion that will pass with time and is circumstantial. Joy is something that's internal and comes from God, that even when you go through the darkest and hardest of times, you still have joy and contentment because you know God is with you through those times. So don't look for happiness. Look for joy. And when you go through the hard times, when you're in God's presence, you discover this un, un, um, unexpressionable, uncontainable joy that only comes because of his presence. Another thing that you receive in his presence is peace. Peace that only comes from God above. Supernatural peace. You also receive, when you're in God's presence, his purpose. Uh, The Bible says, Scripture says in Psalm, For I I was fearfully and wonderfully made in my mother's womb, and therefore you've been given a purpose. You find that purpose in God's presence. Another reason why his presence is so powerful. His presence is powerful for, for provision. You're going through financial hard times today. You're finding yourself struggling financially. I would always point to everything. Are you honoring God with your resources? Are you putting God first in your finances? Are you praying about purchases before you go and buy them? Because you don't need another TV. You don't even need a new car. You don't need a new house. You need to find joy and contentment and discover the peace that God has right there where you're at. Because that is better is one day in his presence than thousands of Elsewhere. Now, let me just say this really, really carefully and very clearly. Just because you're a Christian and just because you believe that better is one day, and just because you may be walking in his presence, you may be experiencing his presence, does not mean you will have an easy life. All the Christians in here should be saying, that's right, Pastor Kevin, not easy. Doesn't make it trial free. Doesn't mean your marriage will be perfect. It doesn't mean your kids will say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, what do you want next? That'll never happen, probably ever. It just means that in his presence, we find this peace and contentment to walk through the trials and the circumstances, unfortunate circumstances, and hardships of life. So how do we, and this is kind of where we're going to go, how do we discover, how do we go through and discover what, how do we get in his presence? How do we acknowledge that he is with us? How do we have a day with God? How do we live our lives with God? God. That's the biggest question. Some would say, well, prayer and Bible study and church attendance and Bible studies on, on Wednesday nights or coming to be a part of the, the, the Edge students or being a part of Chi Alpha, the college ministry here. That's how you experience God's presence. And while that's all good pieces of the puzzle, that's not everything. It takes a, more than just that. Here's kind of a summary of what I'm going to say. Write this in your notes. We must live with an ongoing, unending awareness of God's presence 
with us. We must live with an ongoing, unending awareness of God's presence. That is number one. We do life, we say this here, we do life with God. I have people in this church that I do life with. That means they're my people. They're the people that I call on when I have struggles. They're the people that I, whenever I go through pains, they're there praying for me. Uh, When they go through struggles, they call upon me and we're doing life together. Well, this is where we're all together. We do life with God. Let's say that. What are we going to do? We're going to do life with God. Now I'll say it one more time. We're going to do life with God. Understand this. That in the Old Testament, God dwelt with his people in man-made tents that traveled around with him and temples that were built that basically was the place where God dwelt. But when Jesus came and whenever the temple veil was ripped in two, whenever he died upon the cross and the resurrection, something supernatural happened. No longer did God dwell in tents or temples, but now he dwells with us, every one of us, every one of us. Take your hands right this. He dwells with me. He dwells with me. This is the tent he dwells in. He dwells within our lives. He lives with us, his presence. So therefore, if he's always with us, we must live with this ongoing awareness that God's presence is always with us. Here's what Colossians 3.17 says it this way. And uh, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it what? Do it, do it again and all in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, drive in your car, dropping those sweet angels off at the school because you get some breaks away from them, right? You know what I'm talking about. You're laughing because it's true. I got six hours free. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, whatever you do, sleeping, hanging with the family, going to eat, going to school, going to college, whatever you do, it says, Whether word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Always in his presence, an ongoing awareness of his presence. So I want to give you three habits today. Three habits that we can begin to hone in in our lives that will help us have this better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere, God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in your house than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. So therefore, I want to be in your presence, his presence with us. Number one. Develop a habit of constant communication with God. Develop a habit of constant communication with God. Here's what 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17 says this. Be joyful always and what? Say it with me out loud. Pray continually. Ongoing prayer. I don't know about you, but I have prayer ADD. I go to pray, and my mind begins to wander, right? You go, I go to pray, and I'll say, okay, God, I'm going to pray. And then I'm like, man, did I, uh, did I shut the whatever it is off, you know? Did, oh, did I, man, did I take my antacid pill this morning? Because I don't want antacid later. I don't want to be hurting my chest. You know, I'm ADD. Like, I just, like, think about other things. I even had to take, and when I do have my prayer time, I literally had to take my phone 
leave everything in my office, leave my computer. I come in here where nothing's on. I just kind of get away from it all because I don't want to be distracted. And then I'm like, it is really quiet in here. Why is it so quiet in here? Oh, yeah, it's just me. So it's again, it just comes back up. We have prayer ADD. So here's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Constant communication. I want you to treat God and treat your relationship with God, your ongoing communication with God, like Twitter in a good way. Twitter limits you to 140 characters or less. I want you to think about in your communication with God uh, a text message, ongoing, short little bursts, talking with God on an ongoing basis. You're going to tweet him. Tweet God. Right? You're going to talk with God in short little bursts where they're ongoing communication. Now, listen. If you have a certain way that you do it, like you have a set-aside time, one hour, dedicated, good for you. I'm a, I tweet God. Like I'm always thinking about God. I'm always thinking about what I can say. I'm always thinking about what I can ask. Ongoing. Uh, all, so many different ways that it happens. So I'll be driving the car. And a song will come on, and it'll stir something inside of me. And I'll start just thanking God for that and start praising God and start worshiping God right there. Uh, or maybe you're at your job. And you walk into your job, and you hate your job right now. You know what you need to do? You need to tweet to God. God, I hate my job, but praise God I have a job. Thank you, God, for your provisions that I have. You know what? Your boss, that jerk. Don't say that to God. That's your opinion. You say, God, help me have the grace to work with my boss. Teach me how to be a little bit better of an employee so that, God, they're blessed by my work here. Or maybe there's someone hurting in your life. Or maybe there's some, a phone call you receive or a text message, and you just shoot a little, little shot up to God, a little, God, I just pray that you touch them. It don't have to be long. It don't have to be in, intricate. You don't have to say all the fancy words. Just constant, ongoing communication with God. Your kids have an exam today. Pray with them. Pray for them verbally right there where they're at. Uh, your kids are going through a hard time. Sit down, pray with them. Don't just lecture them. Pray with them and ask God's wisdom to help them be led through that. Uh, pray that you'll be a good witness, 140 characters or less, shooting up to God and letting God know constant communication with him. That's our number one step today, to be in this presence with God. One day, better is one day, we're going to stay in constant communication with God. Second thing is this. Write this in your notes. Instant obedience to God. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. When he speaks, you listen, and when you listen, you obey. Better is instant obedience than delayed obedience. Better is instant obedience than delayed obedience. You pray, and you ask God to help you. I tell you what, one thing that I did early on is... Uh, I worked at a, a, drove a school bus. When I first was doing, in youth ministry, I drove a school bus in the morning, then I would go do youth ministry in the afternoon, then I'd drive a school bus home. I actually loved it. I loved driving a school bus. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed those kids. I enjoyed, I had used it as a ministry. And my bus became, whenever you would go to these, uh, these schools to wait for the schools to be let out, my bus, I seemed to be, I was fixed in the middle of all the school buses. And everyone would gather together on my bus, the, all the bus drivers would gather on my bus, and we would just talk, and we'd laugh, and everything like that. And it was really cool how God kind of used that opportunity for me to be able to speak into someone's life. 
every day it was like God just gave me opportunities to be able to share about the love of God, the grace of God uh, to these, these people going through struggles. They, they did not like their life. They didn't like their jobs. They didn't like these kids. I mean, they, they're, when I first was hired at the school bus, this is totally side note, I, I came in, I was, I was whistling, I was, I was all happy, I was clocking, I was like, all right, come on, let's go take care of these kids. And the bus driver had been there for about 20 years, I don't know, she was old. She said, I'll give you a few weeks, you'll calm down. You'll hate them like we hate them. Oh, thanks. But I'll never forget one day during this time that we had, all the bus drivers were, had kind of disappeared to get their buses ready. We're sitting at the school ready for the kids to come out. And there was one bus driver, Sandra, never forget her name, stayed on my bus. And she, she said, why, how can you be, how can you be so happy? How are you so content? How are you, you're driving a school bus. I mean, how can you be? And so <laughs> I said, I said to her, listen, uh, I know who I am. I know what I've been given to do. And I just know that God has a purpose for me being here. And she started just kind of sharing some of her story. And uh, through the next several weeks that went along, um, she started opening up more and more. And we started to kind of talk. And it was so cool by the time that we kind of got to a certain place. I just finally, one day, instant obedience, it was like God said, you need to ask her where she is at with me, like where she's at with God. Where, where are you at with God? What, are you, do, you, do you talk to God? Do you know God? What's your, where are you at with God? And she she was nowhere. I mean, she literally was nowhere. And I said, you know that, Sandra, God loves you. He cares about you. And I believe that God brought you to this bus because God wanted you to hear the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, that God loves you. He died for you. And he, he, everything you're going through, he can help you, walk with you. It's not going to be perfect, but he'll give you strength. Right there on the bus, right there on the bus, just before the kids got on, those sweet angels, just before they got on, I prayed with her, the sinner's prayer. She prayed, and the next Sunday, she showed up in my church where I was youth pastor at, and she's still to this day that I know of, she's still walking with God. You know what it's called? It's called living in constant communication with God, and it's called being obedient. When God says to go and say and do, you do it because he has set up that time to do it. Better is one day than thousands elsewhere. Here's what scripture says. Oh, I'm sorry, it goes to number three. Better, uh, develop a habit of constant communication. Instant obedience to God. Number three, daily desperation for God's presence. Have a daily desperation for God's presence. Back to our original psalm. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. It also says, my soul yearns. My heart faints. I want nothing more than to be in God's presence. When was the last time? I'm going to say this word, and it's going to sound kind of weird when I say it. When was the last time your soul yearned for God? When we think of yearning, we think of yearning for the opposite sex, like a, like a man to a woman or a woman to a man. When we think of yearning, we think of a very intimate thing, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, but not in a perverse way. I'm talking about a very holy way. When was the last time you yearned for more of God's presence? Like you woke up and you knew I'm far from God, and I need to come close to God. I need, I, I'm hungry for more of his presence. And you spend your time discovering what that is. We're in daily desperation for God's presence. See, we have to develop an appetite for God. 
Just like we develop an appetite for eating, we develop an appetite for certain things. We have to develop an appetite for God. Seek the world, and you'll find yourself empty, hungry, and completely lost. Seek God and discover the true contentment of our spiritual lives. It is more than you can ever imagine. Here's what Psalm 34, verse 8 says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that his presence is good. Psalm 63, verse 1 through 3, David said, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek your face. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land uh, where there is no water. I seek for you, God. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld the power of your glory because I love, because of your love, it is better than what? Better than It is better than life. My lips will glorify you. His presence is everything we need. But we have to be in constant communication. We have to obey immediately whenever he tells us to. And finally, we have to have this desperation inside of our hearts to discover more about who he is. So here's your question today. Am I in constant communication with God? Number one. The fact is, if we're being really real here today, very few of us are. Because we get distracted by the world. We get distracted by what the world holds and the, and the lure of the world. We think that the things of God, are, they, they, uh, they're important, but they're not as important as other things. So we don't have a constant communication with God, a constant direct line and access to God. Where are you at in your constant communication with God? Secondly, obedience. Are you obeying him? When he says to do or go or to say, do you do? Do you go? Do you say? Or do you just kind of blow it off like, well, I'll get to it sooner or later. I'll do what I'm supposed to do. And then finally, do you have a daily desperation for more of God's presence? I mean, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, do you acknowledge that he is with you, he is for you, and he is if he is for you, then no one can be against you from the time you wake to the time you go to sleep. Because the reality is, just being very real, we don't. We think about God when we have hard times. We think about God whenever we get hurt. We think about God and his presence whenever the bills have got to be paid or when relationships are broken down or when we feel hurt. But I just want to encourage you today to understand this, that Better is one day in God's presence. Better is seeking him on an ongoing basis, obeying him and being desperate for him than a thousands elsewhere. Guys, listen, you can chase the whole world. You can run to the, you run as far as east from the west. You can run to try to discover what other pleasures will meet the, ple- to meet the needs that only God can meet inside of you. He's the only way. Listen, don't insult God with your spiritual self. He knows the truth. Here's what I mean by that. Some people show up to church and they look like they have it all together. The fact is, can I just be real with you? We're all broken people right here at Crossview. We're broken people looking to a healing Savior who restores our lives and makes it new. This is the only way we can do our life is we have to understand we are broken in need of a Savior, and we have to be in constant awareness of his presence. Bow your heads with me today. Father, help us today to just know that, God, your presence is what we need. Your presence is the only thing we need. 
Lord, we try to fill voids. We try to fill, fill empty places in our life. And we miss out on the fact that God, the greatest thing in this world is to be in your presence. To be and to dwell with you. God, it doesn't have to be a, a set aside, an hour here, an hour there. God, it's just, just, just constant communication. Right there in our car, right there in our house, in our bedrooms, God, in, in our workplaces, on our assembly line. Uh, we're, we're working at a desk someplace. Right there in that moment in time, God, better is one day in, in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. Because God, to be honest with you, we allow the, the world to lure us away from what matters the most. Sure, it's good. But God, we've got to trade what's good for what's better. Right there with your head bowed and eyes closed, you know today that you know that yourself, you've chased other things and you have gone other ways. You know that he's not the first thing you think of in the morning. But you know he's supposed to be. And you want him to be, but just maybe life has just kind of hit at you or kind of pulled and distracted you. I'm here to tell you, God came to dwell in our lives with us. Every moment, every hour, every minute of the day, from the moment you wake up, even as you sleep at night, his presence is there for you. And today, you can know what it is to have peace in his presence when you surrender and you constantly seek him. Your constant communication with him. You obey him and you are desperate for him. You will find the presence of the living God. So, Father, just right now in this place, fill this place with your presence. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will just teach us better as one day in your courts than thousands anywhere else. How lovely is your dwelling place O Lord Almighty and my soul longs and even faints for you For here my heart is satisfied Within your presence I sing beneath the shadow of your wings And better is one day in your court Better is one day
Thanks for being here. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.